Thanks for choosing to spend time in the studio with Michael Card. What you're about to hear in this podcast was recorded several years ago in Franklin, Tennessee. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed since this was first broadcast, the messages discussed in these conversations still ring true. Check out what's new with Michael's ministry when you visit michaelcard.com or connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. And let us know your reaction to what you've discovered from this classic edition in the studio. This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this weekly program comes to you from Michael's home in Franklin, Tennessee, where so many friends come by the studio. Mm-hmm. Michael, that's what makes this program so special. Yeah, the the actual recording is just a part of it. Most of it is uh, spending time together. And, yeah, I and wish we could capture the whole thing somehow yeah. for listeners, but we have at least this hour to spend together. We try to do it. We try to capture it when we're on the air. And it's going to yeah. be quite an hour indeed. When we first started doing this program years ago, one of the very first people we called on was Denny Denson, mm-hmm. Pastor Denny Denson, and he's back with us, I'm glad to say, today. Yeah. So we'll continue our conversation about slavery in the Bible, and Denny will have some great insights there for us. You know, in the years that I've known you, um, increasingly, I'm beginning to understand just how important your relationship with Bill Lane was. I mean, you've told me that for years, and I I spoke with Bill before his death with you here in the studio, Mm -hmm. but it just seems to play itself out in almost every conversation we have, Michael. Yeah, he... um and 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 un- unless you 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 met him and walked with him, uh, I think people who don't really know me that well maybe tend to get a little bit tired of it because <laughs> something always goes back to some quote from Bill Lane. And I used to be maybe a little um, embarrassed about that, but the older I get, the the less embarrassed I am. This great man was uh, was willing to pour his life into me and and so many of us here and. Uh, and we miss him. To this yeah. day, we miss him. He went home to be with the Lord. I mention that because one of the things that has come out of that relationship is a book called The Walk. Mm-hmm. And it's now been re-released, I'm yeah. glad to say, through Discovery House Publishers and yeah. RBC Ministries. It's available here on the website, mm-hmm. michaelcard.com. I just wanted to mention that as a resource for our listeners. Yeah, and they were, I think, very creative uh, to add in the back of the book a CD that actually has a recording of a conversation That's you great. and I had with Bill before he died. Yeah. and. Uh, it's really something to hear Bill's voice again, isn't it? It is. I mean, he's he. You can tell he's tired, and yep. it, he wasn't up. You know, he wasn't a hundred percent, but it's still him. Yeah. And uh, and I hope that'll be helpful to people. It's called the Walk, and it's available at michaelcard.com. Andrew Peterson's going to stop by today. Yeah, great Andrew's new songwriter. A, yes, young guy, and uh, we'll have a good time with Andrew here in the studio. But Denny, in a moment now, let's ask you to sing. We're going to sing two or three songs here in the first half of the program today, starting with this one. This is uh, about Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that kind of king. Explain this song and how it leads into our discussion time here today. Well, it really does connect to our discussion because um, this song is about the the two understandings of who the Messiah would be, the sort of typical uh, Jewish understanding of uh, Peter's time, that he was going to be this king who was going to come kill the Romans. <laughs> and and this song comes back and says, no, Jesus isn't that kind of king. He's mm-hmm. the king who came and died for the Romans. And uh Uh, And I think that'll plug into our discussion, too. All right. We'll get to the scriptures in a moment. Here's Michael to sing, Not That Kind of King.
understand Messiah suffering salvation brings Oh, but Jesus, you're not that kind of king You come in power to take your throne You show your glory in Jerusalem It's what the crowds are Jesus is not that kind of king. He has come to suffer and he has come to die. Crucified in weakness and you may wonder why. Though he could call the angels, he will not say a thing. Because you see, he's not that kind of king. suffer and he has come to die crucified in weakness and you may wonder why though he could call the angels he will not say a thing because you see he's not that kind of king because you see he's not that kind of king because you see of that song really does force you to think a little more differently than we sometimes are accustomed to thinking. So, Michael, thank you yeah, for that. Thank you. And Denny Denson, welcome back into the studio. Thank you, Wayne. It's good to be back again. Speaking of being forced to think differently, <laughs> yes. welcome, Denny. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Good to be here. We have been having this ongoing conversation the last couple of weeks, and this is our third one on the topic of slavery. Mike, this is something you're really into. You're, you're researching now yeah. for an upcoming book. And trying to trying to get my mind around it and, and look into some of the brothers to help me understand from their own experience uh, and, you know, from their own heritage, um, you know, what, what's, what was slavery all about? And, and if, if we're going to understand it in the New Testament, we've, we've got to get a handle on the experience of the African-American church. So. Well, let's turn to Encyclopedia Denny here today and uh, talk wow. about this, huh? Well, you, you know, this is a, a very uh, broad subject. Yeah. Take, take time, take a lot of time to really discuss and, and hash out and, and, and come to some kind of understanding yeah. Because when you when you talk about issues like this concerning the you know and the churches involved, you know it really uh, brings about uh, a, a lot of discourse. It brings about a lot of uh, uh, times people are saying, that, "Well, you know, why don't they let it die?" Yeah. You know, and this kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah, you, you're right, Denny. It was very complicated. Uh, you had two sides, and those sides were all splintered and. And even now, as as I'm trying to to understand this, and I'm I'm reading a lot, consistently what the scholars are saying to at least as far as I can understand it is that there really isn't any connection between first century slavery, the kind of slavery that shaped so much of the New Testament, 
and the American experience of slavery, the African-American experience of slavery. But I want to say that there is, there's an, at least an emotional bridge, and that I think um, we have to understand uh, the experience of slave in our, slaves in our own culture to understand it in the New Testament. Well, you know, I... I Does that um, make sense? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but I think it's more than a, an emotional bridge. Uh-huh. I think it's a direct bridge because mm-hmm. of the fact... Uh, if I might, if I can, I, I'll go back to when I visit Benin, West mm-hmm. Africa, you know, which was a, a cradle of slave trade. And how long ago was that? Uh, this was about about four years ago, four yeah. to five years ago, and, and we went there. And Roly went. R- yeah, a lot of brothers here from yeah. the Dance Fellowship. We had the opportunity to go and and just uh, uh, follow the history, of the, the trail of slave trade, uh, and. Uh, but I, I, out of all of the things that I saw, the the, the huts where they used to keep slaves and uh, the uh, bits that they used to put in their mouths mm-hmm. and the sitting positions that they used to keep them, uh, me being a believer, uh, I think the thing that uh, really tugged at my heart the most was that uh, when we went to, we was in a place called Weta, and here was this church there. And right next to the church was a holding pen where they held slaves with barbed wire fences and this. But yet the, 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 the slave traders were, were claiming to be Christians. Uh-huh. That was a very tough thing for me to, you know, knowing who God is, knowing that, that I'm free in him. But emotionally, yeah. that really struck a, a, a nerve with me. Yeah. Well, and you were saying to us that, and that that had uh, repercussions uh, early uh, in the slave experience in America in what the black preachers were willing to preach. You were talking about the Paul and 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 and, and Onesimus. Yeah. Uh, when 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 uh, when Paul wrote and and uh, and sent Onesimus back and and understanding that the African American slave uh, during this time he, he couldn't read, so it was by word of mouth that he heard things, mm-hmm. and, and so. And they couldn't understand, you know, why would this be in the Bible? Why would yeah. they even preach anything why like this? Why would Paul send him back? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they were seeking freedom. Yeah. But but yet, the, the, the so the uh, African-American, uh, early African-American preacher, he preached the Old Testament and the Gospels. That's all. Mm-hmm. Would not deal with the Pauline epistles mm-hmm. because of that factor. Wow. Y- you know, and... and uh, and 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 then on on top of that, this is why I say it's more than just a a uh, it, it's a, a direct connection yeah. because he, here you've got uh, uh, a group of people that are enslaved, and we know that as long as there have been uh, mankind, there have been some type of slavery, mm-hmm. but slaves have always been set free after a certain length of time. Yeah, and that let me just say that that is one of the big differences that uh, the scholars point out between first century New Testament slavery and. American, American slavery slave. was that in the old day, oh, in the old days, the first century, yes. it was always going somewhere. somewhere yes. Yeah. But uh, it was more, it, but that's not totally too, in, in African-American slavery, right here in Williamson County, uh, Dick Pointer, who was one of the famous craftsmen uh, in our history, right. who was a black man, actually bought himself out of slavery by making mm. these beautiful chairs. But he was, that's the, that, that's the minority, the, huh? Minority, because, yeah. you know, because what, what happens is that, that you've, got these, uh, you've got these people that are enslaved, and, and, and yet uh, uh, the person that's their master, the person that's 
mistreating him and degrading, dehumanizing Has him. Has total control. Total over control. Yeah. Uh, is going to church on Sunday, yeah. uh, praising God. Yeah. And, and if you go, if you visit a lot of southern cities, uh, 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 in the southern cities, uh, there, there, there was a balcony in the church. Yeah. And what would happen is that the, the whites would sit downstairs yeah. and the African-Americans would sit, uh, 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 the slaves would sit upstairs. Yeah. And, and, and here I am sitting in the church and my and possibly my my master might even be the pastor, yeah. or he might mm. be the head deacon in the mm-hmm. church, and mm-hmm. they're praising God. But yet, his 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 uh his anger and 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 the way he treated uh, me would you know I, that was hard to understand. That was hard to digest. Yeah, and we say, well, that was a long time ago. That you know we should be done with that. But I, I've heard you say that even when you were a young man, one of your Barriers in going back to church was you said, "Hey, that's just the white man's." Well, well, yeah. well, well you you don't. Uh, yes, that, I, I did not. I, I, it was hard for me to embrace it. I mean, your your mother's a believer; she's praying yes. for you, and yes. as a young man, you're saying, "Hey, I, I could." You know, it's very hard for me to. You know, if God is. Yeah, but this is without understanding, understanding right. who God is. But I'm saying that that attitude on the lasts surface. a long time. Oh, the attitude yeah. is still now. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you know a lot of people don't want to uh, uh, admit <laughs> it. Yeah. But Islam is on the rise in our inner cities, yeah. our biggest cities in, in the ghetto. Because what's happening is that they're bringing something uh, new. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're they're bringing an, a, a total involvement. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not just and, and and I'm not talking about the it, uh, the black Muslim. We're talking Islam mm-hmm. because Islam, uh, the well, we know that the, the religion, Islam, it's all inclusive, you know, yeah. and and that's what they're doing. And, and so 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 it's more than just a, an emotional connection. Yeah, it's it's reality. Yeah. So help help us to know what do we do? I mean, because I you know, I think there are a lot of listeners <clears throat> out there. I think most of our listeners are honestly saying, "Please let these men tell me what to do." I think there's some people that are still struggling and probably have some questions. And I know certainly I know there are people who are saying, "Why are they still talking about?" Yeah, this? I was just going to say that, and you alluded yeah. to that earlier, yeah. Denny. Yeah. Uh, we may not have uh, African Americans sitting in the balcony at right. church anymore, but but the attitude, the underlying attitudes, are all still there. Aren't well, they? well, well, you know. My the thing that has to happen is that uh, the very identical thing this that happened to me I would say is that uh, I I I did accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior but I still had that baggage I still had that uh, the the majority culture mm-hmm. hanging over my head uh, you know with a kind of resentment mm-hmm. and and, and uh, uh, internally I knew or spiritually I knew that I had to. I had to rid myself of that, uh, and I just started praying and asking God to just, you know, help me. And uh, uh, thanks be to God, uh, through the Empty Hands Fellowship, uh, guys like yourself, Michael, and, and uh, Scott Rowley, and other Bill Lane, and other mm-hmm. brothers of the Empty Hands Fellowship, where true embracing came about, and mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I became not—I I could be myself, yeah. and and I could be transparent. And and so this is how that come come about because when when and I think it's Saint John thirteen chapter around verse thirty five when when Jesus said uh, by this all men will know you my disciples yeah. by the love that you have one to another yeah you know when when I look at this on Sunday morning you know what's happening you know when I when I when I look at uh, how 
and 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 understand not not from the world perspective. I'm talking in the Christian community. Right. You know, in the Christian community, in the so-called family of God. Look what we've got going. You know, yeah. we, we have not made much progress. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the most shocking things that uh, I heard uh, recently in in recent years was that uh, on the Universal Day of Prayer, I was invited to a church that have a uh, uh, people there from about 15 different nations. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is that everybody prayed in their own native tongue. And uh, I brought a, a brief message about it. And I'm sitting there with a brother from India mm. prior to the services getting started. And uh, I asked, you know, I asked him how long had he been in the United States. He said about three years. And you know, just casual conversation. He said, but eventually he said, you know, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm really trying to get over something. You know, well, what are you trying? He said, well, he said, uh, I, I'm from India, and you know, the caste system in India. And he said, but once you be, once you become a part of the body of Christ, that no longer function in the church right. in India. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, and and you know, the missionaries stressed this. He said, but I came to America. And I found out that the missionaries don't live the kind of religion that they preach. Mm, wow. You know, he said, because when I came and found this thing as, as separate and and, divide, and divided, mm. you know, he mm. said, it was really tough for me it's to an handle. an indictment, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Uh, Denny, I'd like to change gears for just a few moments yes, in the time sir. we have left here. Um, we've had you here many times, and yes. we've prayed together many yes. times. I continually hear you address Jesus as master yes. in your prayer. And Michael, I know you've noted this as well. Well, when, when I first started attending Denny's church, and, and uh, inevitably you know, we, we would always go to prayer, uh, I had never heard Jesus called master. Yeah. Well, if you, if you would go to a traditional uh, African-American church, where they still have some of the old brothers who are still singing the Dr. Watts hymns and that kind of thing, <laughs> you will find that... Uh, they always address Jesus as master. And that comes from slavery, where when they prayed or when they talked, what it was, it was, a, it was saying to the slave master, you're not really my master, God mm-hmm. is. You know, and, and so that, that's where, you know, that's where it came from. And, and, and uh, it, it's, uh, and you know, I, I, I'm one that a lot of times, you know, you talk about traditional prayer and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But but I like saying that, I, you know, because it keeps me connected, you know, to who I am. And and and, uh, and so I, I always, I've never failed to do that. Um, and we talked about this briefly before, but you were telling us that in, in African-American slavery here in the U.S., that they would address Jesus as master in front of their their human master yes. is kind of a subtle way of of saying you know you may own me yeah but you're not him. but you're not really my master you're not him yeah. you're not the one and and that is almost a little parable to I what what I'm beginning to to understand the the whole New Testament is teaching us about slavery mm-hmm. and that is the choice in the New Testament isn't slavery or freedom the choice is hey you're a slave we're all slaves we're, yes. who are you going to be a slave to, to right. Is it going to be to the world, or is it going to be to Jesus Christ? You, you, you know, I, I think I think uh, as 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 we get a better understanding uh, uh, of of what being a slave is to you know for, for Jesus, uh-huh. then then that means that you know that helps me to understand that 
that that slavery has no bearings on me whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I, I'm free in Christ. You know, because one of these things that uh, uh, that happens is that uh, you know I've heard uh, uh, the older brothers pray. You know, you might do this to me, you might do that to yeah. me, but I'm free in Him. Yeah. You know, you know I'm you know, and that and I and I think that that that's one of the things uh, uh, that really helped the African American through this mm-hmm. knowing that uh, he was free in Christ. Yeah. You know? and, and, and in the old world, in the ancient world, we, I said before that slavery is always going somewhere. Uh, I think about uh, John, from what you said, Denny, John 15, 15, where Jesus says, I, I, don't, I don't call you slaves anymore. Right. I call you friends. I call you friends. Yeah. Because that's where we're going with this thing. This is, where, this is what he expected. You know, because like I said, if you if you... If you look at the scriptures, you know, there were always slaves. Mm-hmm. But but when Jesus is talking to the disciples in 15, you know, uh, because the, the Jews at that time associated with nobody, you know, the Samaritans mm-hmm. and all, you know, no Gentiles, no go. Mm-hmm. But 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 Jesus is saying to them, you know, this this thing that's coming, everybody's going to be invited. Yeah. And when the world look at now, they know that you have not been talking to the Samaritans. They know that you have not mm-hmm. dealt with the Gentiles. They know this. But what's going to happen is that they're going to know that you have visited with me. Wow. They're going to know that you belong to me hmm. when they see you embracing a, a Gentile, when wow. they see you embracing a Samaritan. But but see, one of the things that, that happens now, well, even like Peter was very stubborn about oh, making the adjustment for years <laughs> yeah, yeah, and years yeah. and years 15 yeah. years yeah 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 what yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see what what's happening now we in the church are still stubborn Absolutely. about making the adjustment so that's why we need to talk about this right. you said you're uncomfortable sometimes that we have to bring this up and yeah. talk about this but we have to well, well, well see and the reason we're so so uh slow and stubborn about making the adjustments is that we worry about what our friends are going to say mm-hmm. you know uh, well, you know, for yourself, Mike, when we started the Empty Hands Fellowship, there was some African-American pastors and, oh, yeah. and, and some black folk in the black community, you know, was saying, hey, you know, look, look, look what you've done. Yeah. But see, I knew what God had called me to. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't make any difference. No turning back. No turning back. None. <laughs> yeah, none yeah, at all. Yeah. Yes. In the time we have left, uh, we need to pray. We yes. really do. We need to have a better understanding. Um, we need to listen more to each other. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, I wonder if you wouldn't lead us in prayer to that end here today. Yes, sir. Let us pray. Mm. Eternal God, our Father, Master, we come before you again in the name of Jesus. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our lives. We thank you, O God, uh, because without you, there's no understanding. There's no grasping of the central truths. My Master, I pray, O God, in the name of Jesus, that uh, you would just continue to move on our hearts. Master, I pray that you will continue to give us an ear to hear you as you speak to your church. Master, I pray, O God, that you will just stir us up, uh, that the world might know, my Father, that we are your disciples by the love that we have one to another. Mm. Master, I thank you that uh, you didn't die for black or white, red, but, Master, you died for the world, and we're just so grateful for that. Mm. But, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit will continue to move and stir hearts. And, Master, if there, if there are any that are listening to us today, Father, help them to know that we don't have the answers. You are the answer. Mm. 
So, Father, I pray that you'll just move on the altars of their heart. And, Lord, we just thank you today. Mm -hmm. We praise you and magnify your name Mm -hmm. because truly you're worthy to be praised. Mm -hmm. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do ask. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thanks again for being with us, Denny. Mike, I'm... I'm grateful to God to be here, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Wayne, I, I do thank you all for this opportunity, mm-hmm. but I just do hope that, you know, we don't come across as an angry black man, but mm-hmm. as one that really loved God, mm-hmm. wanting the kingdom to, to be built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my desire. Like we see your heart, Denny. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes. Thanks, brother. Mm-hmm. Well, if we do have thinking that's wrong about any of these issues, the word can set us straight. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that's what we want to ask you to sing about, Michael. Yeah, this is a song that, that just speaks about the fact that the word, it, it renews me. It makes it gives me a new mind. It, it gives me new eyes to see uh, my brothers and to see the world the way I should. And so I hope this song is helpful. Michael's going to be accompanied by Shanoa Alamo on violin. The word.
Thank you, Michael. We've reached the halfway point here in the studio with Michael Card, and I want to remind you that you can find out more about this program and Michael's ministry by going online. Our place on the web is found at michaelcard.com, and through the web you can access our audio archive and also find out how you can easily link to our program's podcast. See how you can take advantage of Michael's weekly email devotional, which amplifies the teaching from this session. And as always, you can find a complete listing of the books and music, including the latest CD project on Lament, titled The Hidden Face of God. All of this is waiting for you to discover at michaelcard.com. We hope you'll take a moment and let us know what you think of this program. And if today's study on slavery has stirred some questions you have about the Bible or living the Christian life, please pass those along to us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. In the second half, we'll welcome back singer and songwriter Andrew Peterson. Andrew and his friend Andy Gullihorn have guitars in hand, so get ready to hear some great music after these messages. Join us next week in the studio with Michael Card. In a new edition, we'll take a look at the historical setting for the life of Jesus. What do the details mean? Michael will help us answer this question. Then get ready for an entertaining conversation with a new friend, Pat Boone. Pat and Michael talk about the world of music and a new song they've worked on together. Learn and enjoy music in the company of fellow followers of Christ. Find all the details at michaelcard.com. Welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. Mike, our special guest is Andrew Peterson. Now and then these feet just take to wandering. Now and then I prop them up at home. Sometimes I think about the consequences. Sometimes I don't Well I realize that falling down ain't graceful But I thank the Lord that falling's full of grace Sometimes I take my eyes off Jesus And you know that's all it takes Well, I wish that I could say that at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving Cause Job, he chased an answer The wise man chased the child Jacob chased her fourteen years and he captured Rachel's smile And Moses chased the promised land Joseph chased a dream David, he chased God's own heart All I ever seem to chase is me Well, they say a race can only have one winner And you know you've got to pull out front to win God knows the only time I'm winning is when I'm chasing Him. So I wish that I could say that at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving. Cause Samson chased a woman and he chased the Philistine. 
Not quite sure what Jonah chased, but I know he caught the sea. And Cain, he chased the harvest, while Abel chased the beasts. And David, he chased God's own heart. All I ever seem to chase is me. And Jesus chased the money man, and he chased his father's will. He chased my sin to Calvary, and he caught it on that hill. And Saul, he chased the Christians till his blindness made him see. And David, he chased God's own heart. All I ever seem to chase is me. We have a couple of guys in the studio with us now. A couple Andrew, of good brothers. Yeah, Andrew Peterson, welcome back. Thank you. It's good, yeah. to, good to be here. And Andy Gullenhorn is with you. Andy, welcome back. Thank you. You guys have been here once before, and we've been looking forward to the return visit, the return <laughs> of Andrew yeah. Peterson here in the studio. And we've been on the road together, and so we've shared that part of this walk together. Yeah. And uh, good to have you guys back. Thank you. You look you look pretty refreshed. Have you been yeah. out? Well, we just ate a gigantic lunch. Ah. So we may look refreshed now, but we won't Nap in about time. 10 minutes. <laughs> Nap time. Com- <laughs> compared to you and me, they just look young, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh yeah, it's been it's been uh, we just got off of a big Christmas tour, so we Oh, that's right. We've had time to kind of recuperate after all that and good. be home with family, so good. We're doing good. Well, Andrew, sing a song for us here today. Right. Be with us the whole half hour here, so go ahead. So you think I'm something special Like I know a thing or two Like my eyes don't ever wander Like my heart don't wander too So you think I'm not a dirty rotten scoundrel Through and through Lady, I've got news for you So you think that you're the only one To cry yourself to sleep You're the only one who's scared They all forget you when you leave So you think that you're the only one Whose heart is black and blue Listen, I've got news for you For you I might as well just tell you that it's true It's true and I've got news for you So you think you don't need anyone to love you So you think you don't need anyone to love But you do You say there is no hope Maybe God is dead and gone 
So you think that he can't break a heart that's harder than a stone So you feel so wrecked and dirty he could never make you new Well man have I got news for you For you I'm so compelled to tell you that it's true So true and I've got news for you I tell you I've got news for you I've got good news for you I remember the first time I ever heard that song we were on the road together, and uh, I had I had played a little segment, and then the the guy came up to introduce you, and it was one of those kind of over the top introductions, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and you never know what song Andrew's going to play because he doesn't use you know he just kind of picks and chooses out of his list, and you played that song, and it was w- without really re- rebuffing the guy, it was sort of <laughs> it was a rebuke. Hey, I've got news for you, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 your songs are that way. I can I can usually remember. The first time I heard them because they they make make an impact. Well, thank you. And that that was a cool night. I, yeah, that. I think that they uh, you've experienced this, I'm sure. But you walk into a room, uh, like when I go do concerts, sometimes I can sometimes sense when the guy who bring, brought me in th- thinks that you know I'm going to walk on water because mm-hmm. I can write. A, I wrote a song that he likes. Yeah. And uh, there's this really awful sense of disappointment that you get, <laughs> <laughs> that you kind of experience throughout the course of the day when they realize that you're just some kind of a dork, you know, and yeah. you're kind of m- figuring this all out too, you know. Yeah. And I just hate that feeling of pulling away from the concert, feeling like, man, that guy thought the seas were going to part, you know, and it, when it didn't happen, they're just, they're done with me, you know. So uh, that was kind of a response to that idea. Like I had a friend one time was uh, telling me about how, uh, how they, they, you know, I was kind of trying to empathize with some of this person's struggles and mm-hmm. with some drug addiction and some things like that and say, man, I, I know it's really hard. And they, they were like, oh, what do you know about it? You're yeah. a Christian singer, yeah. which I thought was hilarious <laughs> that, uh, that because I sing music about Jesus it, in that person's mind, it means that I, I know a thing, yeah. you know, and I just don't. So mm. anyway, that's kind of where the song came from. Well, it's a great song. It's a Thank great you. song. Well, hi, what else is going on? Are you working on anything new? Or uh, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going into the studio later this year to to make a new record. It's been a you know I've just put out a kids record mm-hmm. um, called Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies uh, that uh, <laughs> it was really fun with a buddy of mine named Randall Goodgame, and it's about half ridiculous songs and half lullabies that we'd written for our kids. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun thing. But uh, but I'm kind of looking forward to the real CD because this CD is sold really well. The the kids record yeah, and you know all, what that's like. Yeah, I know they always do and uh, the, one, the ones you do a week you know it takes yeah. a week to do it yeah <laughs> exactly like all the vocals are the first take yeah <laughs> and we were just having a great time making the record and that's it sold really well and we've been getting these requests to do a kids concert yeah and uh, i'm want to do it it sounds fun but then i have this image of myself 20 years from now wearing <laughs> a clown <laughs> suit playing a ukulele thinking doing volume 10 of slow, like yeah. remember when people like my music uh for <laughs> other reasons so i'm kind of nervous about it all so yeah. i'm excited to get and you should studio. be nervous about that in yeah <laughs> so um and then i'm fi- i'm finishing up my first book right now yeah, yeah we've been we've been talking about that how's it going it's going good i i uh 
I just um, talked to my editor, which I still am not used to saying that. Uh-huh. Uh, my editor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about the fact that uh, I've got to turn the manuscript in in about a month. So I'm just... Yeah. Well, that book was mostly written, wasn't it? When your first one mostly done? Yeah, well, it's part of a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, kind of a kid's yeah. young adult adventure fantasy book. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it took me about five years wow. here and there working on it, trying to figure out what writing a book yeah. means. And uh, but yeah, no, knowing that there's a deadline and that there are going to be people actually reading it mm-hmm. <laughs> is horrifying. So I've got to. I've been working really hard to this try. This is to Random make... House. I mean, this is this. Oh my Yeah, goodness. this is a major okay. major deal. Yeah. So I was so proud when he told me that. <laughs> yeah, it's Wa- Waterbrook Press, which is their Random House is okay. like Christian mm-hmm. division. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. then the the book signings will show. We need to do. Yeah. A book what's signing that here. like, Michael? Ah. Yeah, it's just as embarrassing yeah. as an album, they, album party. They think is. you walk on water when you come in there. <laughs> oh, man. Good grief. <laughs> and we need to do that, though. We need to do like an empty hands thing down in Franklin and have a big party. That'd be fun. I'm in. There's a book bookseller down uh, at the end of Main Street that does, will do book signings. You were you were one of the m- most encouraging people mm. in this whole process that mm. I, uh, I, you know, like writing a book is a dream that I've had since I was a little kid. And I, and I told Michael about it on the phone the day that I got the call that I was getting a contract offered. And the next day, I, uh, I somebody knocked on my door and I answered it and there was somebody with a, a gift basket and I opened it up and it said it was from Michael and it said, congratulations from Michael Card. Well, Isn't that's that a, nice? Well, well that's done, a, bit, a three book deal with random and that, I mean, that's huge. You have done something <laughs> nice, Michael. Well, I try to yeah. try not to let that go. It was really moving for <laughs> me. Could, I had a little... Well, could ruin his reputation, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I it's hard to describe, I mean, how proud I was of that. I mean, and it's not like, you know, it's more like me to be jealous and, gee, why can't I do that? But, I mean, I think the Lord just gave me a little grace there because I was. I mean, I was so proud that that happened. So. Oh, we just like to have fun with you. It's going to be great. Well, it's very, be great. very movie. encouraging. Movie. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> just don't remember. Uh, don't remember you, the little people. When will you be the wizened yeah. old wizard in the movie yeah, yeah. with your beard, you yeah. know? When you're taking calls from Steven Spielberg. Hey, Andrew, it's my card. And your call was regarding? (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Johnny Cash would say, be nice to the little people on your way up because you're going to pass them on on the the way way back down. down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andrew, again, great to have you here. Young songwriter. And uh, get another one you want to do for us here in the studio? I do. Yeah. uh, This is a song that I wrote for uh, a dear, dear woman who is dying of AIDS in Mm. Iowa Mm. and uh, who could use your prayers. She and her husband have been on a... 14-year struggle uh, with AIDS um, that she got in a very unfair way, to be discreet. And uh, she, she's, I think when I wrote this song uh, a year ago, um, it was about the previous year's experience of going and playing for her at her bedside. And they thought that she was, uh, had, you know, days to live then. And it's been two years and her condition has worsened, but somehow she's still alive and she's still full of joy. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, so, so this was my uh, my thank you to her for the uh, the blessing of her presence. Well, I met the Queen of Iowa. She was dying on a couch in the suburbs And with all of the things she was dying of She was more alive than the others She was pretty as a flower in a crystal vase It lights up the room as it withers away She 
opened her eyes when she heard the music play. We sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river that flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost into the souls of those who know his name. Queen of Iowa She was the Queen of Iowa Well her majesty was all ablaze She was burning hot but not consumed Our shoes removed in that holy place in the hallowed ground of her living room Well, I bowed down low and I kissed her hand And we raised a toast to the promised land I saw the tears of joy run down her face We sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river That flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost Into the souls of those who know his name like the queen of Iowa She was the queen of Iowa I could see my illusions scatter Every time she drew a breath I could see the heart of the matter The heart is a matter of life and death Well, I'll never be the same We sang about oceans of love again As she stared at the ceiling and the sky above Two chord musicians, it was me and Ben We were singing for the Queen of Iowa We sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river That flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost Into the souls of those who know his name was a peace like a river in a valley of bones It fills the valley up and it carries them home To come alive again in the river of grace Like the queen of Iowa She was the queen of Iowa Long live the queen of Iowa Is that. Thank you, My goodness. Andrew Peterson and Andy <laughs> Gullihorn here in the studio <laughs> with Michael Card. Michael, wow. you've probably, your dad was a doctor, and uh, you've probably been in the presence of people who've gone home. Yeah, uh, definitely. That that hadn't happened to me until recently. Uh-huh. Even though all of my in-law parents and my own parents are gone, it was only recently that I was with a, a 90-year-old saint hmm. who wanted to go home to heaven so badly and uh, was there when the Lord called her. It was just mm-hmm. a, Thank you, Andrew. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, that that song really captures it, and it's and there, there's there's no other experience like that than being in the presence of someone with dignity, yeah. you know, who's experiencing that kind of suffering, and and it is it's holy ground. You mm-hmm. understand why suffering is 
something I God feel like uses. Satan has very little power in those rooms, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like when uh, death has been kind of stripped of all of its scariness. Yeah. And yeah. When, you've got, when you've got a Christian who is staring it, staring it in the eye mm-hmm. and doing so with joy, uh, it's a very powerful thing yeah. to be in the presence of. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Wow, thanks for that. Well, you captured it well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And Andy, thank you for being here today, too. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, we got time for just one more song. Andrew, you got uh, something in mind? I do indeed. We're going to close with a song called Little Boy Heart Alive that I, I wrote for my uh, little boys after reading the, the Chronicles of Narnia to them about uh, Christ giving us life abundant. So here you go. Hey, open the door and run outside Your little boy heart alive into the morning light Into the deep and wide Dinosaur bones on the flower bed And rockets in the clouds in a fight with a spider's web And tunnels in the ground winding to China to the mist of the distant shore You better be home by supper time Back through the planet core To feel the beat of a distant thunder To sound of an ancient song This is the kingdom calling Come now and tread the dawn So come to the Father And come to the deeper well Drink of the water and come to live a tale to tell The pages are turning now This is abundant life The joy in the journey is enough to make a grown man cry With a little boy heart alive Kings and castles in the neighborhood Swords on the forest floor, dragons in the magic wood You better saddle your battle horse, fighting Goliath You better choose your weapons right Five little stones and a faith on fire In a little boy heart alive Feel the beat of a distant thunder To sound of an ancient song This is the kingdom calling Come now and tread the dawn Come to the Father Come to the deeper well Drink of the water And come to live a tale to tell The pages are turning now This is abundant life The joy in the journey Is enough to make a grown man cry Met a kid at the railroad track Had a stick and a nylon sack I ran to the house to pack I wanted to follow Take a ride on the mighty lion Take a hold of the golden mane This is the love of Jesus So good but it is not tame, no So come to the Father now Come to the deeper well and drink up the water and come to live a tale to tell. The pages are turning now. This is a
joy in the journey is enough to make a grown man cry With a little boy heart alive Well, thanks, brothers, for coming and sharing your craft and uh, giving us something that we can uh, grow in listening to. Thanks for your faithfulness. Thanks for your hearts. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Yes, we have had a great time today with Andrew Peterson and Andy Gullihorn for this session in the studio with Michael Card. It's our prayer that God will use this time each week to deepen your walk with Christ. We hope you remember to pray for us as we seek to follow the Lord's direction. Now, if God has used our time together, please take a moment and let us know your story. And if you have a reaction to what has been presented today, then please get in touch with us. Send your comments as well as your prayer requests and Bible questions to inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Here's a note that just came in from Mary who writes, I cannot thank you enough for your weekly music and Bible teaching. It is so wonderful on Saturday after six days of work to relax and listen to your program. And Andrew says... I spend many hours a day in front of a computer entering mind-numbing rows of figures. One of my favorite ways to keep my mind active and engaged is to listen to the podcast while I work. The discussions are thought-provoking, the guests are well-chosen, and the music is always a blessing. Well, we hope that many more of you will check in with us. Your encouragement means a great deal to Michael and all of us on the staff. So send your email to inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on with this broadcast and even much more. We're found at michaelcard.com. If you missed any part of today's program or if you'd like to listen again, we hope you'll take full advantage of our radio archive or our podcast. And a great way to be reminded about what's been said on the program is through the e-devotional. Information about this helpful resource and a complete listing of Michael's music and books and tour schedule can be found online at michaelcard.com. This radio outreach is in partnership with the RBC family of ministries. We're happy to spotlight the extensive Bible study tools and devotional guides offered by RBC. And there's a link at michaelcard.com. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is produced in cooperation with RBC Ministries and the Moody Broadcasting Network.